Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, live from Chicago, the Hal Sparks radio program mega worldwide. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Hal Sparks, your comedian and multimedia personality. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hal Sparks. All right, let's do this. Well, uh, a fine morning to you, Johnny Million. How are you? Hey, thank you, uh, Hal. This uh, good day. I um, I'm you know, it wouldn't be a Saturday if I wasn't uh, struggling with an audio situation. But quite frankly, the, the audio situation I'm struggling with is that I hear you just fine without headphones. And if this ends up working in a way that it just sounds like we're in the same room together chit chatting, I honestly could care less. I do realize sure. also that the uh, the video seems uh, choppy as heck. On, yeah. Uh, on video that'll hopefully remedy itself there's not much i can do about that right away um but we're going to work on it as we go along now that said so much to cover today so very much and um Ooh, i see you on the restream hey now it's coming back up yeah look at that oh yeah you have access now you can actually see the chat which is even crazier where do i see the um, chat on the restream well it's uh you have to go to out, out of the encoder picture and to this regular kind of app page the home page and then there'll be a chat the chat will be below there uh if you click on there eventually um i'll send you a link anyways hi we'll work it out it's okay here's here's the thing it's an interesting i mean it's it's a curious yet somewhat sweetly ironic turn of events uh that uh, right now my dear friend i don't know if you're aware of this but um uh, I'm not the only one with computer problems. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, who else? Oh, no, no, no. Apparently, um, Donald Trump has a computer problem. Ooh, have you heard kind about of problem? Have you heard about Donald Trump's computer problem? Have no, you heard this about, is new to me. Oh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, those of you that have been following along in the cheap seats, um, uh, if I may. Um, so, what, what? What computer device would you closely associate with the name Biden due to the news cycle you have experienced over the the last the, year? Hunter Biden's slap chop. Yes, that's right. The slap chop from hell, um, which is amazing. It slices and dices. It takes emails that said one thing, makes them say another thing. Yeah. Just a little Russian interference, just whack, whack like that on the top of it. And it can. Yeah, um, there are. Um, this is. This is pretty sweet. I'm going to read this to you. This is from ABC News, although the news is pretty consistent uh, everywhere. Trump attorney James Trusty, which, by the way, when Trump hires attorneys, when they are female, they clearly lo- look like um, they're auditioning for um, law and order, uh, you know, sex pot island. I, like he just like he yeah, seems he that, can't not. He can't not. And then. Uh, his guy lawyers were literally Ty Cobb and James Trusty. Like he is just, he can't shake the branding thing at all. It's, it is, uh, it's quite curious. So anyways, the, I, I personally love it. I think it's going to be, you know, a a good time. Uh, just, just, I don't know who he hires next. Yeah. Uh, He's we're going to have like Willard Fillmore, attorney at law. He's going to, you know, he's, he's desperately looking through it, the an old copy of the yellow pages 
for, you know, Perry Mason right now, you know, that it's, yeah. So Trump attorney James Trusty turned over a folder with classified markings to federal investigators. And also in this recent, a new, a new small batch, some more classified documents were found at Mar-a-Lago and James Trusty is trusty attorney. <laughs> um, Wait, one more, and, more found there. Yeah. More, more files were found there. Um, this week. Well, over the last month, they're not saying exactly when they were found, but they were turned over. Um, And he and James Trusty, his trusty attorney, also informed agents that it had been electronically copied to a laptop of a current Trump aide. Oh, my. Oh, yes. Um, The material was discovered in the Mar-a-Lago complex and not in a storage facility within the complex that housed the uh, uh, hundreds of classified documents prior to them being seized in 2022. A Trump aide had previously copied these same pages onto a thumb drive and a laptop. So, d- it, ladies and gentlemen, we get laptop from hell for Donald Trump. It's hashtag Trump laptop is trending today on Elon Musk's Twitter, even after all the sweet nothings that he had whispered into Trump's ear that it was going to go swimmingly for him going forward. Um. Uh, and uh, by the way, and those of you that are watching on the stream and it's buffering for you, I'm going to fix that uh, soon. But give me a moment. Um, Some people can... in the chat actually claim that they do not have classified documents, which I find hard to believe. Uh, at this point, we, don't we all? Aren't we, you know, aren't we all the plumbers at this point? Um, the, a Trump aide had previously copied these same pages onto a thumb drive and a laptop, not realizing they were classified. Now, they're marked classified. <laughs> okay. The laptop, which belonged to an aide who works for the Save America Pack, that's the one you see slapped on the front of his podium all the time, the Save America Pack, <laughs> and the thumb drive were also given to the investigators in January. Now, it is, checks watch, February. And remember all the talk about how when um, Biden found those documents and they immediately called NARA and they started turning them over and they were they got right at it, that they were like they waited until after the election to 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 announce that they had these things. Well, then why did Trump wait until after the State of the Union, which he live truthed from his own site, tell everyone that he had a Trump laptop and Trump thumb drive, which I think, quite frankly, is a little more pitiful, a little more spy. And I don't know why it makes me think of the Stormy Daniels affair, but somehow it does. Um, <laughs> all I'm going to he's been accused of, of trying to do the old the old thumb drive. So um, the uh, yes, let's see. In, insofar as the the copies, that means that they were scanned or photographed at or both because sometimes you know i don't know if you have that scanner um app on your phone johnny million yeah yeah yeah. right um it's 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 sweet it works great but if you know that means it's also still on your phone so the guy believe me is getting a knock on his door this morning going hey how'd you get it onto the laptop it did you use an actual scanner at mar-a-lago if so which one because it's going to have memory uh, it was it hooked up to the internet? And yes, the answer is yes. 
and and how easy was it is it to get into? I think one of the people who flew the Trump balloon by, you know, around Mar-a-Lago at one point was able to use the Mar-a-Lago um, Wi-Fi because there was no password at all. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. So um, pretty hysterical, pretty great. And um, this is this will be I, I mean, I honestly don't know how to. How do they respond to this? I mean, is Trump's really only option, I guess, is to call his attorney a liar or throw this campaign staffer under the bus saying they didn't have the right to do it, saying it was illegal um, or or something along those lines. Um, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is the latest from uh, MSN. Trump has a huge problem after laptop containing classified docs turned over to the DOJ because here's the thing about the the locked room with the padlock and the story that he's been telling for the last you know since the stories come up. It was you know we ad- they asked for an extra lock and we added one. Never actually latched it, but that's a t- that's a story for another time. Trump's biggest problem right now is that beyond having those files, which he was already in trouble for, he was already fighting NARA, he was already fighting giving the documents back, which he did not have the right to do. And by the way, James Trustee, if you'll notice, handed over classified documents to the government. He did not hand over declassified documents. He, there was no uh, magic declassification ray that, that Trump put out. That, it, right, that he or you know, mind meld he did with every file that he took out of the White House that magically even Cash Patel isn't arguing it at this point. Trump's own lawyer arranged to return these things to the DOJ or to the to NARA through the FBI because they're classified and because he doesn't have the right to have them. That's this is an ongoing thing. There is no question about this. This isn't Trump can't argue he declassified them because, again, if he if they were declassified, the necessity of turning them over would be nil. You would have to turn them back over because the a the government has a copy of them. And and B, you and I could file a FOIA tomorrow and get them for like in an instant because they've been declassified. They're wholly declassified by a magical presidential psychic ray. So. The fact that his attorney, James Trusty, handed these files over the way he did to the FBI, um, that in and of itself is an awareness of guilt. Now, the, the, the fact that those same files were on a laptop and a thumb drive, first of all, do we think all all or any of the other classified documents are now on laptops and thumb drives wherever? Or, or are we just going to buy that this was the only batch and magically were both found at the same time? Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that when we come back. Uh, it's the House Marks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. And chat room, I'm going to try and uh, fix our... Um, I'm going to restart our stream, see if I can remedy some of the issues that we're having. We'll be back right after this. Attention, attention, stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now let's get back with Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. 
I'm okay. I'm I'm working on it as I am always behind the scenes, but hopefully sound is fine. And since it's radio, that's the most important part, ladies and gentlemen, if I might. Um, so uh, no word on, by the way, when the um, the full on SWAT raid of Bedminster and uh, Trump Tower will happen. I'm going to get I'm I'm going to guess we're staring down the barrel of a, a genuine search. All jokes aside, um, the um, also Mike Pence. That's the other thing. Mike Pence handed yeah. over more documents um, this week as that's well. Exciting. After, by the way, just like Biden, a voluntary search of his part uh, of his property to make sure that there aren't any, you know, leftover ones out, you know, in stuff in the wind, which again. When this stuff, the fact that this this stuff happens is an issue. It certainly is. It's it. We definitely gotta, you know, like they gotta clean up the system by which this gets all. I don't know. Uh, it, things get back in order. I I'm not quite sure where you know where stuff went and why it vanished and where it went to. And how it how they track stuff and what stamp and decoder ring you need to get it out of the skiff and into the the special briefcase that you latch to your wrist. I don't. I at this honest to God, I don't. I I don't think anybody has any idea. Um. Um. Be, and and I suppose we can't because that's what kind of makes it secret. I suppose uh, you know it's a secret. Right. It's very secret. Um. So, I, I you know. Obviously, they're going to have to reform it on the inside to make sure that going forward, stuff doesn't walk like this. But the primary thing I want people to really remember, focus on and recognize in this situation is that Trump intended for these documents and possibly others to go for a walk. Because he either authorized somebody copying them or didn't give a crap or uh, or all of the above. And it is, it is a very curious thing that when it comes to, uh, this is a good question. I think for this, I think this kind of sums it up. Um, Johnny million. Do you know, do you have any idea how many classified documents were found on the Hunter Biden hard drive posing as a laptop? Any idea? And like, the Oh number? no, I didn't, I don't know about any. Well, then you do know the number because the answer is <laughs> zero. There were no, still aren't any. N- n- there are none. There are no classified documents ever even purported to be found in the 256 gig hard drive that magically has 400 gigs of information on it that has been floating around um, Trump world for a couple of years now. Not a stitch, not a... Like a mo- like, not a uh, an errant file, not a photograph or something showing in the background. Nothing. And by the way, that is precisely why when you see stories about the the Hunter Biden laptop mythology, you keep seeing the same picture of him smoking in the bathtub or you know laying in you know a. I guess knocking himself out with crack, which I mean, that's a that's a drug constitution right there. That's you gotta yeah. be out, I suppose, Those to get drowsy on, drowsy on crack. They do, but again, it's a guy in, in at the height of his addiction years ago, 
you know, while his brother is dying of brain cancer and then does pass away, like, and, and what do you, you keep seeing the same stuff over and over 10% for the big guy from the Tony Bobolinsky email that again, like no evidence, no metadata, nothing to ever prove it was actually a real email. And they're like, we proved that some of the emails are real. You know what you proved were real? Bed, bath and beyond coupons that are also happened to be in the hard drive because they were stuck in there with other stuff. Like, well, bed, bath and beyond did mail out a bunch of those emails on that day. And here's one in the hard drive. Like, okay, please. So, but the one thing we do know, and the one thing that is not debatable uh, and with, any any maggot that will bring up the Hunter Biden laptop story going forward, not a not a single stitch of classified information on that laptop. That cannot be said for the Donald Trump laptop. That and and the fascinating part is it was on the laptop and this thumb drive. So the question that needs to be asked. I would say under oath, (laughs) were the scanned documents first put on the thumb drive, then carried off property, then stuck into the laptop and copied at what which time they were not blanked off the thumb drive to eliminate the fact that now there's a thumb drive and a laptop with these things on them. The other the, the other question is, is this the only thumb drive? Is this the only laptop? And that in and of itself is the single biggest problem that that Trump uh, that Trump has of of all the issues of all you know with this laptop and there are many he those are questions that it he has just knifed the tires of the entire Hunter Biden laptop thing right before the Dem, the Republicans are going to put forward their Hunter Biden laptop committee do you realize this has all happened then and, and by the way, this isn't, oh, my God, magically, the, the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago again, and all of a sudden there's a Trump laptop found on the property and some sort of sketchy story. The Trump's own attorney turned these files over after he had said they were all handed over and handed and told them about the laptop and the thumb drive. They went to the Save America PAC offices by because they were told by Trump's lawyer that this existed and they got they retrieved both of them this is there is no setup in this this like if this is a setup you have to go all the way back to trump's own lawyer like he yeah. that's and by the way the, the cues will do it the the cues will absolutely um they don't have any worries in this situation they um, they will they will say James Trusty's been replaced by a clone or, or or there's a robot wearing his skin or something like that. But when it comes down to even the you know, right now, the angriest people beyond Trump himself and the fit he is throwing is miraculous. I have no doubt um, the walls are red with ketchup at Mar-a-Lago. The, the people that are the most angry right now are Jim Jordan, Matt Gates. Uh, Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Gosar and Biggs, who were salivating at the idea of going after Hunter Biden's laptop. And that was it. This was just the Hunter Biden laptop. They were going to hammer this thing. And now every Democrat on that committee is going, 
I think we should compare it to the, the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop, to the alleged laptop, to the contents of the very real and admittedly true by Trump's own lawyer, Donald Trump laptop. And uh, who bought it? Did he buy it? Did he buy it for the guy? Did he buy the thumb drive? Is the thumb drive from Mar-a-Lago? Like that, those questions will dog the hell out of Republicans all during their magic committee when everything was going to be just hunky dory. It was just good. Like this was their time. And again, there will not be enough popcorn for 2023. These folks have eaten um, their their entire narrative alive. They have destroyed it. And I'm I, I honestly it's one of the most relaxed weekends I've had in a long time. It's uh, <laughs> right. Thanks for asking. Yeah, right. It's uh, just watching that happen and knowing that that's where it's headed is is it's fascinating. It is genuinely fascinating to see. How, and it will be interesting to watch how they respond to this. How are they going to do it? Um, so I'm uh, the, the, again beyond the questions of nobody's going to believe at this point. Why would we? Because Trump and Santos are now in, uh, like neck and neck in the amount of BS they've been slinging. But looking forward, nobody's going to believe that this is the only laptop, the only thumb drive of classified documents floating around Trump world. It's just absurd. And especially because the FBI was never asked or allowed to, as they were Biden's properties and Pence's properties, to go to Bedminster and, uh, I don't know, scan Ivana's <laughs> coffin because she she was cremated, my, if I'm not mistaken. Um, maybe there's a door underneath it. Never mind. Um, and, of course, Trump Tower. That will be the day, by the way. If you're looking forward to a big, like, hair-pulling flip-out, you know, sh- shocking moment for the right, it's going to be... FBI is at is at Mar-a-Lago because it, and it's coming yeah. because at this point I don't know why it hasn't happened already. So um, Willard Shilmore, I, if that's his new lawyer, I would be that's come on, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So um, that piece of news is magic. It's uh, I hope it makes your week. And uh, we're going to take a break. And after we come back, I'm going to try another thing to try and smooth out my stream. And we'll see what I can do. And I'll just keep juggling because it's what I do. All right. It's the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. I know I'm only on one day a week. I get it. I'm going to have to jump on uh, GarageBand and start sawing something together. This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then progressive. And all that. Yeah, it's going to be good. Hey, how? Did you mean something like this? This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then progressive. And all that. Yeah, it's going to be good. The House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Yeah, it's going to be good. You should see what you should see. I'm working on my stuff. I'm trying to do my best. I think I might have uh, remedied some of it, so fingers crossed. Um, just uh, basically, you know, it's that old thing of like when you're in a Volkswagen going uphill um, and you have to turn off the air conditioning and you have to turn, you know, like you can't, you have to drive without windshield wipers, even though the rain is coming down really hard because <laughs> any energy taken away from the engion will cause the whole thing to And the horn up. goes off. 
Yep, that's it. Yes, right. You can't you can't honk the horn or the wheels will fall off. Right. I had um, a, one of my cars. I could not. It was the I believe it was the windshield wipers and the horn. The combo. It was, it was one or the other. Every time I turned on the windshield wipers, the horn would just go right. Um, well, it seems to smooth out a little bit. Hopefully, for the chat room, it works out that way. I'm I'm working on it. Like I said, guys. Um, uh, and it's, it's so fascinating. You know, it's one of those things, maybe I, maybe I'm more sympathetic this morning to, to people like, uh, Trump and others, uh, that have, you know, computer problems and they're like, well, everything was going so swimmingly. Everything, uh, yeah. Everything was Um, fine. Yeah. Everything was like, everything was going just fine. And then let's see. All right. So hopefully people, uh, video not fixed. Nope. Sorry. Stormy. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I'm, everybody's like, I wish I would invest in equipment. I'm like, I, I have. Yeah. The thing. Yeah. So hopefully it'll wake up now and we'll I'm getting see. a lot of tech support suggestions that I am not relaying to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, anyways, yep. It's a, um, the only thing that will help it is a computer restart, I think. And I obviously can't do that. Um, yeah, it's the. It's the software I'm using to stream is just being psychotic right now. And I, I don't know why, but, um, in the process, um, if I may, we will, uh, I will continue to soldier forward. I have changed nothing about how it goes out to the world, which is very <laughs> curious to me. So it has just decided to be awful on its own, um, in a, in a very curious way. So that said, um, the, you know, Johnny Million. Um, Hell Sparks. How you doing? So. <laughs> I'm good. I'm rooting for you this whole time. Thanks. I know you're very Thanks frustrated. Very much. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm. Thank you. I'm I'm ice skating uphill as we do the show, as, you know, as has been known to happen. Um, yeah, apparently it's just, it's just a flaw in the matrix. There's just nothing um, materially Some different. people are blaming YouTube. I like that. I don't think it's, the, uh, it's not YouTube's fault. It's, uh, oh. some, you know, uh, although, you know what, it very well could be. Although my, my software is saying there are dropped frames and that's what happens when I know, oh, that's bad. you know, happens. So yeah, I, I, it's happening on this end anyway. So back to our story. So the, um, if you'll notice, interestingly enough, the, the, the story about the laptop, the, the Trump laptop, hashtag Trump laptop, um, the, <laughs> Wow. Oh, yeah. People are people are going here's like this was just tweeted to me a theory. Don buried Ivana on his property because to have her exhumed needs permission from the owner. He had her cremated because there would be little probable cause to have ashes exhumed from uh, allowing Don to bury whatever he wanted in there. It'll be very difficult to ever open it. I think ultimately. um, uh, Yes. So very strange. All right. um, Apparently, my. my streaming software has decided to use 100% of my CPU capability for yeah. <laughs> that's what it is because what else needs to happen? I don't know. Cause it, and it never does. It never does over 7%. So, uh, that's odd. Um, yeah. All right. Good times. So, um, <laughs> yeah, not, not something I can fix in a second or two. So enjoy the audio, everybody. And apologies. <laughs> so very peculiar. So, um, anyways, uh, if if there is reasonable reasonable suspicion that um, 
if there was reasonable suspicion that he was hiding things in there, they would go, we can exhume this because we don't believe you actually, this is actually a grave site. <laughs> you buried belongings, including an urn in a coffin on your property, but the rest of it is something else. Also, I, I don't know where, when he ever thinks he's going to dig it up. Like, where's he going to get it from? Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Yes. It's, it's nauseating and gross and weird and stupid. So, um, as that's happening again, he was, you know, I guess just brutally, uh, attacking, um, like the Democrats and, and Hunter Biden and, and Joe Biden and all this, like they're a crime family and, uh, check your background processes out. That's a great idea. Thank you. I'll, I'll do that in just a moment as I crash the entire thing. Um, so, uh, in so far as we know, um, Again, Trump's lawyer gave this to the FBI. The FBI then contacted the aide. Then the aide gave the stuff to the, um, uh, I suppose, the aide gave it to the FBI. We don't, I, honestly, we don't know the, the actual details currently um, um, of, of how that person ended up giving them the stuff finally. It's very, it's, it's very strange. Um, so there's tons of questions, way more interesting than a two-year-old, um, two-and-a-half-year-old now, um, geez, three-and-a-half-year-old um, story about uh, Biden, Hunter Biden's, you know, laptop, hard drive, stolen files, and his, and, and the desperate desire of Republicans to put non-consensual nudes on Twitter, because that's, their complaints largely about the people who were um, who were bounced are, are you know are largely that they were they were not allowed to post non consensual nudes of Hunter Biden online. <laughs> now, were, Good. They, were, were they? Was there ever? Has there ever been? And I I've, I've been looking. I don't think so. Has there ever been a quote unquote Twitter files about the actual stuff on the on the Hunter Biden laptop? the hard drive mythology um, done by the, any of the, the Twitter files folks. No, all of it has just been about the story was not allowed to be fed into the news cycle within six weeks of the election. They basically are angry that their, their October surprise got, I just, it just got the tires flattened on it. They're just mad. Yeah. They and that, that whole hearing completely backfired on them. Yes. So it's it's a, f- a fascinating aspect of this is at what time, you know, does when's the all right, you got me part? Because seriously, <laughs> if only if only right. Like at that point, like, all right, I'm done. I'm tired of fighting it. Yes, I was selling stuff and you guys got me. The CIA had been on knew I was a, a Russian asset and. And they fed me fake intel, and you almost got me killed. I was selling garbage to the Russians, and then they <laughs> traced it back to me. And these things are fake. I, I, I shouldn't go to jail for selling fake classified documents. You know, that'll be his defense ultimately. It's like the old, uh, I wasn't selling Coke. I was selling uh, baby laxative. It's just a white powder. You didn't know. You didn't test it. Um, uh, yeah. I bet those so, still work a little. Right. 
So it does it. <laughs> I mean, you know, not as a, but not, if you not think baby laxatives, does your does your poo look like it would have inside a baby's diaper, just like kind of green and soupy? Yeah, oh, right. Yes. Right. Yes. Just like Poop like talk green with and Huh? Yeah. No. Um. At some point. Um. Well, again, I have I have yet to see anything on. Um, we'll, and we'll check. I'll keep tra- checking um, that uh, if that if Trump has said anything on Truth Social about, um, uh, let's see, lost. Uh, nope, nope. Last thing he let's see, uh, tw- uh, five hours ago he he played Elise Stefanik's blather from the committee saying that the election was rigged because people would have voted for him if they they knew about hunter biden's laptop that yeah hilarious. I, I would have um and uh nope nothing so far that's uh, nope just a picture of him sitting with uh ron DeSantis, matt gates and a couple of others in the in the White House, where uh, DeSantis is all smiles with Trump going, look how much he liked me, it, 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 you know, like he used to like me just fine, and now he doesn't like me. Is that what's going on? Um, so, I will, I will, we'll keep an eye on it. But I think this had this thrust the whole thing into a different, like it. it uh, it's it clears the decks. I mean, it might as well. This whole story just took the entire planning session that the Republicans were doing for their committee and just trashed it. Yeah. Just, just just wrecked the entire thing. And I think it's beautiful. Also, if I may, um, this is not the only problem in Trump world today. And it's and yet none of the other ones chart next to it because. <laughs> Bob Garmady in the chat said, "Damn it, we want fair treatment because our legal plan failed." Yeah, well, that's well, that's ultimately it. Like that, they were resting on this idea because Trump had had screwed up COVID. He, he had put the country in in the direction of a recession even before COVID hit. He, that's why he was screaming at the Fed to go to negative interest rates because he saw it. Everybody saw it. It started in February, but because of COVID, that that was such a, a an enormous attack on the economy that it overran the normal recession that he had caused by his economic policies that we were heading into. And then it basically they were saying the only chance we have because I've you know, after stick a light bulb up your bum and pour bleach in your lungs and, and it's going to go away very quickly and the kill sunlight kills it. And it's not even a problem and all that stuff. Um, the only chance we have is this October surprise is this laptop because Rasmussen has told me that if we get this out there, 17% of Democrats won't vote for Joe Biden, which is hooey. It's absurd. Like the last, the, during the actual hearing this week, they said um, 43% of voters would have changed how they voted, including 56% of Democrats. Okay. First of all, wow. Yeah. First of all, even reversing those statistics, is still madness because there's no way that more Democrats than Republicans were, would be would change their vote 
like towards Joe Biden if they were going to vote for Joe Biden? Because I don't know if you're going to vote like what were they doing? Checking. Um, it's so weird. It's such an odd thing. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Parks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. This is Damian Perdue of Think Theory Radio, Saturdays at 6 p.m. You're listening to House Parks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. Ah, uh, I thought there was going to be like a new one every break. I was so excited. You want more, Hal? We'll give you more. House Parks Radio Program Mega Worldwide on Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCBT 820. Hoo ya! All right, I'm I'm holding it together. I I I will I refuse to uh be to be bowed by the technical difficulties that are you've been through much worse hal i have it's true that is absolutely true um the sisyphistic risk you're you're awesome (laughs) sisyphistic is that what you're trying to say yeah that's it i i guess you're mad you're you're made up word um the uh this is i by the way, there are things were bad for Trump already. Um, let's let's be abundantly clear. Um, things for Trump uh, in in general, just his his you know his issues with DeSantis. DeSantis overtook him in a bunch of uh, of the uh, polls this week, like. By that 53% number, that's why that ghost number was floated around. I think, by the way, that was, I think Elise Stefanik, who, when she read that out loud, was actually reading Trump versus DeSantis. <laughs> that's closer to where he is. It was like 46 or 43 to 52 or something like that. It wouldn't be surprising if that was, uh, you know, the level of her screw up. But he, he he's seen these, he's the, he regularly wigs out about the fact that DeSantis is, it, you know, is bouncing him all over the place. Sure. Yeah. Because DeSantis is just as horrible as he is, and he kind of makes sense. Right. Well, and he's also um, let's let's be abundantly clear from a Democratic side. Um, by um, uh, let's see. Oh, I see. Gotcha. No, uh, no, Um, yeah, that's not open on the computer. I appreciate people are throwing me ideas. I appreciate it, Kenneth. Um, uh. The issue that, you know, uh, this is going to be a problem anyway. So like DeSantis, but for Democrats, just remember, DeSantis has none of the charisma that Trump had or the success story and his history in Florida while he got reelected there profoundly. He did it by becoming less national in his appeal. Uh, Jeb Bush and everybody else who were, you know, and, uh, you know, who were trying to run for president and had Trump not been there more than likely would have been the Democratic nominee, um, did it by making, you know, Florida, not Florida man state, but this lovely retirement place where Americans go at the end of their lives to live in comfort and joy. And we have Disneyland and beaches and all this stuff. And we do everything better than you do. And I. In in all reality, like he just does not appeal. He doesn't he you can't be Trump without the myth. You can't Trump's entire presidency was predicated on this billionaire status. I'm an outsider. I'm a businessman. Everybody else is a rhino. So even without Trump attacking him, by the way, Laura Loomer and all the crazy Trumpies 
they're all their new story is and and this this is the other story I want to talk about. Do you know do you know about Project Veritas, Johnny Million? I've heard the term, but I don't know what it is. Okay. These are the guys who uh do like gotcha videos of people and and allegedly get them to admit stuff about the companies they work for that they are woke or whatever. They recently had this Pfizer dude who they you know they're, they're not doing gain-of-function research, but they do these, re, like, response, these, you know, vaccine response, and and, um, uh, and theoretically, they just basically give a virus to a bunch of different monkeys or animals, and if it modifies in their system and they see another one, they see if the vaccine works against that as well. So they check, mo- you know, naturally occurring variants that way, which is not gain-of-function because gain-of-function is actual specific like uh, almost soldering together metaphorically um different parts of a virus to make it terrible to make it worse to make it more contagious more deadly and all the other. that's what gain of function is and by the way gain of function isn't just to make it more deadly or something like that gain of function specifically has an idea like can we make it a completely inert and more contagious the the, the future of vaccines would be in a perfect world oddly enough you find a, a a very dangerous virus. You do gain of function research on it, where you uh, up its its uh, contagion level, while removing the elements of it that made it make it a deadly disease at all. And then what happens is in the uh, in you know as it spreads, it will spread faster than the version that kills people. The the you know the completely inert version will not harm anyone, and it will overtake you know, it, the prevalence of cases. And eventually you just, you spread vaccines like a virus. You just go, okay, you have it, you have immunity to it, but you don't actually have the bad parts of the virus. That's, that's, that's what they're, that's what gain of function was like the purpose of doing it ultimately is. And also to make viruses, which, you know, like not more like rhinoviruses, like just the the common cold, take all the symptomatic elements of it out but just the contagion, how it spreads and how it doubles itself and use it as a packet to to put medicines or treatments into people like we have this virus and it always attacks the knees. So what we did is we take out all the stuff that makes your knees hurt or that does damage to the knees and the virus and we replace it with stem cells. And then we give you an injection of this virus, which just automatically goes to your knees. And suddenly you have a stem cell treatment that is more permeant throughout your knees than anything else. That, now, this reminds me a lot of the plot of Jurassic Park, where they replace that little bit of DNA with frog DNA. Uh, yes, except re- removing it. That would it, replacing the frog DNA is gain of function in lizards. But that's <laughs> but I get what you're saying. So um, ultimately, um, what what these guys are, you know, what that guy was saying was essentially was that they just pay attention to how stuff naturally varies in these apes and sees if they're stuck. In but that was a big to do. So Project Ver- Veritas is is like um, the go to place for Republicans to, you know, for these they're inside. Ah, we broke it. They, this is they're woke crazy people teaching your kids to be Marxists and blah, blah, blah. And they do it by, I don't know, taking people out on dates, getting them intoxicated and having them blather for a while on. That's on, how I learned how to be a Marxist. That's right. And, uh, uh, O'Keefe, the guy who runs it, um, just was put on a uh, leave of absence. And there's a lot of reason, you know, there's a lot of 
rumors circulating around that it was because he was being an intolerably awful boss and mean and blah, 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 but also that he was spending all the money on Project Veritas to pay for giant musical productions to fulfill his dreams of being a Broadway music star. Now, (laughs) right, we, we, there's a long and storied history of, uh, of a particular particularly virulent form of closetism um, among right-wingers. and Closetism? Uh, closetism, where they just, like, they don't have to stay in the closet, but somehow they just won't just open up and just be themselves and be accepted by the world because it, what it means is being accepted by Democrats, and that's the part they can't stand. So uh, uh, at this point, it's hard to figure out why people aren't just themselves. Like but, being closeted humans? Yes. They're, yes. Right. They, they're they want their they hide their humanity. Yeah, um, that's how it closet. seems. Yeah. So um, I'm all dogma. <laughs> yes, there is at some point there's going to, you know, we'll find out the, the truth about this. But ultimately, he is um, James O'Keefe is is Project Veritas for all practical purposes. Okay. And he's gotten broomed this week. He's, you know, they put him on, you know, multiple weeks of, of uh, paid leave. And again, I want to remind everybody before I we go to our break and I tear down my system and build it up again, um, is this was supposed to be the time after the red wave when Republicans were going to be on easy street to 2024, they were going to take the House in overwhelming numbers. They were going to take the Senate back and have control over it. They were going to neuter the Biden administration and stop every stop the woke agenda of infrastructure and the Chips Act and funding Ukraine, you know, all that wokey stuff. Um, and and it uh, hasn't quite worked out that way. And then on top of that, uh, Project Veritas had to fire their boss and Donald Trump was found to have classified documents on a laptop and a thumb drive that had been on his property when they copied the stuff, apparently, and left. So the question we got to ask above all else mm-hmm. is in regard to these documents and regard to what's going on in Trump world is like, when do they realize the, the gig is up? And also, since Trump wanted these documents to go for a walk, to where did he want them to go and to whom? That's that's the biggie. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Uh, Philip Etner will be joining us from Ukraine on the other side of this because everything will be perfect and I will fix everything and I'm going to be fine and it's all right. <laughs> We're fine. And I've got a way to communicate with CPT if we do the other link. Yes, I will. Uh, yes, I'll um, I'll send you a fresh one. I'm going to regenerate one. Okay. Thank you, Carol Cobb. Eat it up. So wish me some luck, guys. I'll see you. Oh, you got can- this. Well, we got a break. All right, here we go. All right, Hal. I'll be watching my phone, Hal. Okay, excellent. Trolling out. Plus, Facebook, Might be a good time for you guys to give up. 
Well, you know, uh, uh, Philip Bittner's joining us right now. Bless his heart. Uh, as I've, uh, you know, I'm scrambling for things. And by the way, it, now all of a sudden it kind of works. So uh, whatever. Um, let's, uh, you know, in in reality, uh, we have, uh, there's a lot of problems in the world. Um, these kind aren't a big deal. Um, Philip Bittner is currently in Ukraine where uh, reality trumps, no pun intended, um, all of the issues we may find uh, amongst ourselves in, in anything. And he's drinking some sort of bizarre Ukrainian liqueur on ice. Cherry. No, it's a cherry soda. It's a cherry soda. Okay. Uh, close enough. And by the way, <laughs> hi. And Johnny Million, welcome hi. back. Hello. Hi. And, um, I'm back I, in Kiev. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So we can tell by your... Uh, um, oh, by, by yeah. good old... Yeah. Olga. Yep. Now, um, a couple of things right out of the gate. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard about the, the stuff on our side of the pond currently and the Trump laptop stuff. I, I have been on a train. I have been on it. I will be perfectly honest with you. I've been on a train for the last seven and a half hours, and I yeah. walked through the front door about 45 minutes ago. So oh, I, I am, I have not, I'm not up to date on any news, whether it is on that side of the pond or this. So Fabulous. you'll see my real time reaction. Excellent. Well, apparently a, uh, um, Trump's attorney returned some classified documents that he still had at Mar-a-Lago and informed the FBI that these documents had been copied onto a laptop and a thumb drive and had, were in the possession of an aide that worked for the Save America PAC which is his fundraising arm where he's basically funneling money to pay all of his bills. So, I mean, if you're going to talk about like trying to get sketchy donors, dark money donors to give you money in exchange for a little bit of peekaboo, this reeks. Um, yeah. And, and then, our friends in the GRU would love that. Oh, exactly. Yeah. If, and my guess is that, you know, this is all secondhand stuff to them at this point. And by the way, you're watching uh, and listening to House Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Follow Philip Bittner on Twitter for as long as he's there until he moves over to Spoutable, I guess. Um, uh, one L and Philip, two T's in Itner. Johnny Million is also still with us because he's wonderful. I got all the L's and T's in Johnny yes. Million. Yes. Yeah. All the, yes. Two N's. And two, three N's. There's three N's in Johnny Million. I'm just going for the mm. so mm, Johnny Million. Um, so I was saying the one at the end. I'm just saying it would oh. be very. Oh yeah, okay. Johnny Million is a very different name. So, um, one of the things that hit in the last little bit, Philip Bittner, um, is that um, beyond the price cap on oil, that definitely you know Russia was raging about for a while. Um, what was there was another date coming up for processed fuels um, that was, I believe, February 5th. And that just passed. And because I guess the R Russians thought the West was bluffing, this date happened and everybody's starting to abide by it. Russia has now threatened to lower their fuel output, their oil output by 500,000 barrels a day. Um, a couple things. Yeah. One, they can't because they can't already. They're selling below the cap, and they've already taken a ginormous hit from both of those uh, both those elements. Um, they're I, I want to say forty six dollars a barrel. Their break even is fifty. They're in a bit. They're in a bind. 
also, once you get the flow, uh, the oil flow going, you can't just shut it off. If you do, it gums up the works. It will, you know, it, it will, you know, it will back up. They don't have anywhere to store it. The Russians don't have no. giant storage places. And they're not either. very good. They're not very good on refining it. Um, the, right. They, they rip it out of the ground and then they send it to somebody else who will do the refining or, uh, they, you know, they, they're, they, it's a, it's their MO. It's their modus operandi. They just right. rip stuff up, stuff out of the ground and then they send it somewhere. You know, the st- they'll rip, um, nickel, uh, out of the earth or, you know, L, you know, natural gas or, uh, you know, uh, oil. Right. Uh, and then, and then they just send it abroad. So, uh, it's kind of a Pyrrhic victory for them at best, I should think. Really, it's it's more like a shoot yourself in the foot kind of move, right? But that's kind of that's what they do. It's what well, they the other do. Thing is if they're, it, you know, again, maybe they're just pretending to not take it out of the ground so that they can give it to China in exchange for other stuff, and there will be some. They're going to like NATO satellites will track giant, you know, trains full of oil going to China in exchange for some sort of secondary stuffs, you know, like a, a barter system. That's entirely possible. It's also a ridiculous place to find yourself in if you think, well, we're winning this hands down and we're going to take on NATO next. The other thing I want to bring right. up with you is Prigozhin. I'm, did you see the Prigozhin video, the interview with him where he said it's going to take him three years to, take, to get to, yeah. to to take Donbass, and then he kind of alluded to take, moving onward to Paris and London. Right. Um, yeah, he, well, uh, good luck with that. <laughs> right. You don't have the time. They, Russia does not have two or three years to spare. Um, and every day that goes by, more hard, uh, you know, more modern hardware is coming into this country. So uh, he can say that if he likes, but – right. You know, uh, and, and also in addition to that, uh, you know, I, I don't know why he feels he could say that because what what will be better for Russia in the next two to three years? Right. Um, you know, all, all they've got is people. They've got conscripts that they can throw. I mean, they can they can try and rebuild their armaments industry and remodel it without, yeah. you know, modern technology and chips and things like that. And, but, uh, I don't think so. Their, their situation is going to be better in two or three years. It's only going to get worse, but it's, this is, look, this is Prigozhin. Prigozhin yeah. does this kind of stuff. He says this kind of stuff because he's all about bluster as mm-hmm. most of the Russian leadership is. Mm-hmm. It's all about, about puffing your chest out. And, and saying, I'm a big man. Pay attention to me. It's thirsty as heck. Um, and they, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, I'm a, I'm a big, mean, uh, guy on the global stage and you better pay attention to me or bad things will happen. It's, right. it's, it, it is all about, um, projecting an image of competence, of intimidation, right. of, of power. And it's desperate. You can see right through it. You know, Prigozhin is a perfect example. Sovolyev is a perfect guy. I saw Sovolyev's latest screed this morning when I was leaving Lviv. I didn't you know, see that. And his, I, yeah. Oh, you know, just he's angry at everybody. And he's and he's just, you know, uh, talking about nukes and talking about how, you know, we if they give 
you know, if the West is so eager to give weaponry to Ukraine, well, why don't you give Ukraine nukes and then we can all just have a nuclear apocalypse together? He's, he's melting down, uh, right. uh, in my opinion, Soloviev is. But the, all of this, again, comes back to this projection of power and this desperate need to project power. And, and, you know, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. I'm big and mean and be scared of me. If you're really big and mean and scary, you don't have to. You don't have to tell anybody. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the, um, I mean, there's a, a, the, I saw actually footage this week and I like, it looked like something out of like, I, I, Braveheart or something like guys on a hill with a bunch of tanks in front of them ready for a big push. And it's hard from the Ukrainian side. um, It's, it's hard to say whether this is just them teasing the Russians or it's, you know, the beginning of something that's actually coming, but um, how is uh, artillery fire and, and like, like the back and forth happening Currently, that as you know, well, it. yes, yesterday was awful. Yesterday was ter- uh, not shelling in artillery, but all around the country, uh, we think it was in reaction to uh, Zelensky's really successful international continental Europe and right. Britain trip um, because they just kept hammering us yesterday. Right, we just. Uh, here in Kiev, I believe there were four air raid sirens and four, you know, potential attacks. Out in Lviv, there were at least three. Right. Uh, it, it was it was just, you know, there's the question of whether or not this is the beginning of this expected offensive. And there's intelligence coming in from satellite. So clearly from one of the eyes in the sky, one of the one of the five mm-hmm. eyes uh, uh, bodies, most likely, admittedly, the U.S. saying right. that, yes, we see them massing, but we don't see them getting ready to stage an attack. And yet we are hearing of like artillery strikes and uh, mm-hmm. that that kind of activity on the front lines, which is very much there. Uh, military doctrine. The Russian military doctrine, as I've expressed in the past to you, Hal, um, mm. is is basically it's it's nineteenth century. It's not even twentieth century. It's nineteenth century kind of thinking. You know, open up with artillery and then and then send in flood the troops the with men, right? Yeah, flood the place with men, but first hit with, hit with artillery. But we have seen a lot of artillery strikes, so I don't know if it's the beginning. Of their offensive, they can't wait too long because before too long, all the armor is going to be here. The right. Germans have said that their tanks, the Leopard twos, will be here by the mid to end of March. Mm-hmm. Uh, although some people are saying maybe the beginning of April. The Challengers are already in the region. The Challenger two from the Brits, although that's a small number, but it is a it is a mm-hmm. proper modern modern NATO battle tank, and that's intimidating. Uh, the Bradleys we know are in Poland. I wouldn't be terribly surprised if a, quite a few of them are already on this side of the border. Right. The longer they wait, the the more and more of these NATO modern armor, um, you know, tanks and fighting vehicles are going to be here. And when those get here, it doesn't matter how many. Well, I say it doesn't matter. Of course, it does matter. The, the quantity has a quality of its own, as the old military saying goes. Right. Uh, but they will mow down Russians. 
Yeah. Especially if they're done, especially if they're, if they're, if they're staged in what's called the combined uh, arms doctrine, which is basically supplement uh, infantry fighting vehicles uh, packed with soldiers in conjunction with army dismount from the infantry fighting vehicle. The infantry fighting vehicle has a, a very powerful auto cannon on it. And you just, you, you, and then overhead you have, uh, you have aircraft, helicopters, you have artillery, all going in conjunction with one another. In right. contrast to what the Russians are doing with this whole 19th century, very basic kind of like artillery and conscripts, they will mow down Russians. Mm-hmm. They will absolutely mow down Russians. Right. Uh, so do, can the Russians wait until all of that modern technology is in place and the new tactics are in place? Yeah. I mean – I so, can't see that. And I, I also, and also you're, you're talking about a time where like if they do, or if they are putting it off, they're putting it off to a time when they are lowering their oil output. And by the way, who, who's there, to, right. who's there to throttle it back? Who, you know, uh, they, have, they have moved so many of their able-bodied men into, into the war zone or into training to go in there very quickly. Um, you know, that, a, a myriad of industries this is like this ongoing thing with them having, you know, fires all over the country and that kind of stuff. And everybody, you know, immediately assuming to some degree that it's, it, you know, it must be um, sabotaged. But in reality, this, there's a lot to this that just could simply point to those it's guys breaking down. Yeah, just breaking down. There's nobody to actually yeah. take care of this stuff. And and there's nobody and there's nobody to. um uh, nobody competent uh, right. to uh, keep things uh, working, keep things mm-hmm. ticking over, because either a lot of them have run away and left the country because they have skills that can be, you know, put mm-hmm. on the open market, uh, or they've left because, you know, they don't want to be conscripted, or they have been conscripted, mm-hmm. or, you know, any any number of different reasons. But there's a, there's clearly something going on with Russia's infrastructure that cannot be just put down to sabotage. Right. It's too widespread. It's too widespread. It's too, uh, it's, it's too significant. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's this, it, and it does have this common recurring theme of like something goes boom, you know, right. uh, you know, the, the, the system grinds to a halt. There is not the lubricant to keep things ticking over. There aren't the people who have the technological know-how to anticipate that grinding down and then something right. goes boom. Yeah. Um, Russia is, look, I mean, as much as the other side of the equation will have you believe that everything is fine and actually it's the West who is in, in dire, in dire straits. I mean, I'm on this side of the line, right? I'm in Ukraine on this side of the battle line. And I can tell you that things are not breaking down here in Ukraine and I can't believe that they're breaking down. Uh, in, inside the EU to a like they're hiding it from us. No, I don't mm-hmm. think so. I think it's far more likely that it's the other side of the battle lines that are having real significant problems and are, are in the process of breaking down. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, this is not, I mean, right. It's not going to go well for the Russians. It's not going well for the Russians. It's not going to get any better. So Prigozhin saying it's going to take two to three years before we secure all of Donbass. I mean, they can mm-hmm. try. The, the, you know, uh, war is a tricky thing. It's Part of it is gambling, and part of it is luck, and part of it is good fortune. 
Uh, right. And, you know, it's entirely possible that, and then what happens is, you know, does the support from the West dwindle? And so do they negotiate as part of the settlement of a negotiated peace include giving up the four, you know, provinces that were, you know, under a quote unquote referendum ceded to Russia? Uh, I can't see the Ukrainians accepting that. Nope. Uh, you know, let's, I, take a, let's take a break um, and we'll come when we come back, yeah. we'll take some questions. Um, so we'll be back Great. right after this. It's Al Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide, now with 100% more Johnny Million and Philip Bittner joining us from Kiev. Yeah. You're locked into the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Uh, that's very sweet of him. Paul Thanos, that's very lovely of you, sending, sending Johnny a bunch of nickels. Lots of, that's a yeah. lot of nickels. Is it? It's a fair it, amount. It's enough to make your hands smell funny. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, that too late. So, um, <laughs> um, whatever floats your hand, whatever floats right. your boat. Uh, no, whatever no, floats not your at all. Nope. We're, look. Some people's yums need to be yucked. And in Johnny Million's <laughs> case, that's how it works. Um, so uh, lots lots going on here. I just uh, solved one of my little problems, uh, which is nice. And I think we got some smooth video. Fingers crossed we'll end up, uh, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. We'll, we'll pl- please, please, please release me. Let me go. This, uh, like, tech stuff. So um, now uh, we've got questions, I have no doubt, from the chat room. Um most of them okay. are like, why don't you get a new computer, Hal? But um, yeah, so first one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we, uh, but I so do have a question here if we want to start off with a Connie Kelly question. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Are formal classes being held for the children who have not been sent out of the country? Uh, are they being held in the bomb shelter areas or is it study on your own as long as there's light? It's interesting you asked that question because actually I was just out in Lviv with a with a children's aid group, and uh, I met a member of the Ukrainian Parliament, uh, the Rada, and she was on the she's on the education board, and she explained to me that what they've done is uh, they have the capacity for all the internally displaced children who may have come from the fighting and who are out in the West uh, in safer areas, but the problem is that they don't have the capacity in the bomb shelters. So they are relying on shifts. They do like two weeks is one group in the classroom physically there. And, ha- and the other half is on uh computer or tablet doing remote learning. And it's not because of the capacity in the, in the classroom. It's because if there's a, if there's a bomb, if there's an air raid, they can't bring everybody. If the classroom is full, they can't bring everybody into the bomb shelter at the same time. Which is just, I mean, you don't think about the secondary and the tertiary uh, knock-on effects of what these people are going through and what the children are going through. Because it's not, again, it's not the classroom size. It's the air raid shelter size. So they are still relying on uh, remote learning. Uh, uh, many children uh, are still here in Ukraine. A lot of families don't want to leave and go abroad. So uh, they're having to work that out, but uh, they're resourceful people and they're learning uh, on the fly. Uh, and, you know, this uh, member of the parliament said to me as well, she said, in some ways, it's good we learn the lessons from COVID 
because now we're, we're able to transition it. But of course, it also means that now there's going to be an entire generation of children, uh, who will have, you know, three years of their lives in this major upheaval. So there's, there's no real, it's not good, but it is, they are adapting. Do we get another one, Johnny? I do. I think we may have lost Al. All right. Uh, like we, lost we wished him luck. We wished him yeah, luck, and the gods of luck were not with us. So let's power on. Yeah, let's, let's see back. if we're still on the air. Um, this is from Nick Rich 56 um, Has Phil's efforts, have your efforts to get on more talk shows paid off in the way you hoped? Do you have a growing audience? I, I wish I could say it was more, but, yeah, thanks to many of you in the audience, uh, I, I have gotten I've gotten more. I am hoping in the run-up to the one-year anniversary that a lot of people will be looking for more uh, folks. I mean, I would love to do, uh, was it Brian Taylor Cohen? Is that his full name? Uh, so you guys get to have a whole conversation. Hey, he's back. We have to. Uh, uh I mean, I could always, I'm always eager for more, uh, just because I would like to bring my, my knowledge and perspective and we, to a larger we audience. You may not even be on the uh, air at all, Philip. Okay. Well, I'll keep talking. No, Brad says uh, you're still on the air. Okay. This is confusing. Uh, I mean, I'm on, I, I'm doing Tom Hartman now, uh, uh, every, uh, uh, every, uh, Thursday, which is great. Uh, I've got a couple of other outlets, but I'm always happy for more. So, you know, if anybody has a, a a platform that they would like uh, to to see me on, or think that would be interested in talking to somebody who's physically on the ground here, I'm I'm happy to do it. So spread the word, folks. Very cool. I've got a question now, how, from how how can he hear us, but can he see us? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I think okay. it looks like we're still on CPT. Oh my goodness! What is that? That that's for you, Johnny. Uh, I know you. Uh, Hal's already seen him, but this is my new friend that I got in Lviv. Radio radio listeners, I'm holding up a, a I don't even, adorable I don't even know Ukrainian if, cat. Video people can see that. But I've got a question from LMAC1969. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, they'd like to ask, Philip, why in, uh, why in your latest video from Lviv, hearing the air raid sirens, why you didn't really react or move into shelf to shelter? Can you tell when they're like a real threat or not? Uh, well, look, um, I just, I guess it's part of it is that, uh, I've been under so many air raid, uh, sirens that I, I kind of am jaded about them a little bit. Secondly, because, um, in Lviv in particular, Lviv's air raid uh, detection system uh, goes off anytime anything is shot in a westerly direction or, or, or comes from either the Black Sea or from an, air, an aircraft shooting off a, uh, a, a cruise missile. So if it's coming westerly uh, and, and, you know, inevitably everything really does come, you know, from east to west, uh, for protective measure, Lviv, uh, will put out an air raid siren. Uh, now sometimes it's completely legitimate, but, uh, oftentimes it's just, it's, it's protective and, uh, in some ways overly protective. And, and finally there's part of it is I'm tired of letting the Russians 
dictate what I do. And I'm, well, I like I'm that not going to give them, I'm not going to give them that power anymore. I'm done with that. I am now, not getting off changes, the planet right now. Exactly. Uh, now if, if they start, uh, you know, intensive like carpet bombing or if they change their technique or their tactics, uh, I will, I will adjust, but I'm sick and tired of, um, running and being afraid of the Russians. So I like that. Uh, and the other, other reasons. So. Right, so I've but thank also you. Got a I should be more diligent. I should be more diligent, but that's that's well, my reason. That's what we'll say when one of us just like hits you between the eyes after you are sitting there in your live yeah. stream. <laughs> Won't you feel awful if that actually? Yeah, we'll be like, oh no, he should have taken oh, it seriously. No. And Johnny was making jokes. Mm-hmm. All right, so I've got a question from Adam. Uh, mm-hmm. Can I ask why is Russia not sending tons of fighter jets? Do they not have any parts left? Uh, it's a really good question. Uh, why does Russia not control the skies? They should. It's the first thing we do in NATO uh, whenever we uh, take military action is we control the skies. Uh, I think there's a variety of reasons, not least of which is the fact that Ukraine's air defense system is really quite good it, and, and has been prior to this war. One of the industries that existed in Ukraine during the Soviet Union um, well, they had they had a couple of different uh, military industry uh, centers in Ukraine, and one of them was naval because of Odessa and the Black Sea. They we, the Soviet Union would build their ships there, and uh, another one was jet fighters. Uh, so uh, Ukraine has a, a, a aircraft capacity here, and the third one was um, missile technology and ro- rocket and missile technology. So actually, Ukraine has a very robust um, uh, air defense system. And I don't think they want to send their high end, their, you know, their, their, uh, Sukhoi, uh, 27s or their higher end, uh, stuff in here, uh, willy nilly. Uh, it's, it's still a very good question. A lot of people are asking the same thing. Uh, but there's also the possibility, of course, that a lot were in the initial assault. There, there were a lot that were blown out of the sky there. Why are they not using their tactical bombers, which fly at higher elevation? That's a very good question that a lot of people are asking. But for one reason or another, the Russians have decided not to control the skies. And it's been, it's been a major factor in this entire war. <laughs> but I, if I were to guess, if I were to assess it, I would say it's because the air defenses are still quite robust. Good. And th- believe it or not, those are all the questions we've got because the chat died. Wow. That's, the chat uh, yeah, died. that's, that might be a factor. It, it yeah, there's, uh, we're fighting, we're ice skating uphill all over the place. Can you guys hear and see me now? Can you, yeah, you know yeah. that I, I can exist? hear you. Okay. Uh, I'm, I can I'm see you. in darkness. I'm in utter darkness. You've got but that I'm big here. behind you for your, the QAnon? Uh, yes, that's what that is. That is a giant QAnon. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to go back on live here anyways. Uh, we're going to we'll take a break in just a moment um, to try and, you know, like redress what's going on. Hey, now you can see me, maybe because um, I just I just I just yeah, the wind and flip to the other side. Oh, of course, now yep. it freezes. Up. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Uh, OK, OK. It's just going to so, be that way. It's just one of those days. Obviously, uh, there was a virus um, on the Trump laptop so, uh, and it has spread to the entirety of the U.S. system. I'm just what else saying can I t- tell you um, what's happening here. Phil, oh, Ukraine. there he is. He's uh, back again. We are anticipating. I see him in here. We'll bring him up in just a second. Sort if I may. Of 
event yeah. in the run up to the one year anniversary. Russia likes to do uh, symbolic attacks. They like messaging. They don't just they're not just looking at strategic objectives. They're not mm -hmm. just looking at military targeting. Right. They like to uh, they like to send a message oftentimes with their with their like, as I was explaining earlier about, you know, the attacks that we saw yesterday when Zelensky returned from his um, very uh, effective and, and successful trip to uh, to the rest of Europe and Great Britain. Uh, and we got pelted, absolutely pelted. And a part of that is because, again, Russia mm -hmm. likes to send a message when it it oftentimes when it does a strength, which kind of, you know, ends up being, in effect, terror attacks because they are right. trying to intimidate yeah, like a serial killer. Uh, the people of Ukraine. Yeah. Like, I mean, it is the definition of a terror attack. They are not they're not trying to do anything militarily. They're trying to intimidate the population. And that, by definition, is a terror attack. So there are many of us here in Ukraine who are currently calling for um, uh, Russia to be put on the list of um, not uh, sponsors of state terrorism, but a, a terrorist state, uh, mm. which would then, of course, open up a whole bunch of other legal um, procedures that the international community could um, uh, kind of uh, bring to bear against Russia. Both financially um, and but, uh, I mean, it's politically. Then, in effect, what they're doing is, is uh, using their military for uh, political and uh, intimidation of civilians, which by its very definition is is terrorism. So right. if if you uh, if you want to contact your congressman and uh, you know uh, get that out there, uh, you know uh, we're all for it here in Ukraine. So mm -hmm. oh, here's the okay. So here's the guy. Uh, so um, many of you probably uh, are aware of uh, Brian Tyler Cohen. Uh, he's, he's got a, he's, he's a very solid guy. He's, uh, got a good head on his shoulders and I would love to interact with him. So, uh, mm -hmm. if you're so inclined, uh, get on with, uh, Brian and tell him, uh, come and chat with me. I've reached out to him in the past, but how are we doing? I'm, I'm, we're doing I'm, good. Uh, I'm, uh, we're doing good. I'm, I'm almost here, waiting. Yeah. No, no, no. We're with you. Back. Nope. I'm here. I'm coming back. All right. Any, any I'm questions? Here. How about that, Johnny? That's a, still no new questions. Just people commenting on the how, chat how is still down. Okay. Well, that's Everyone's yeah. The system. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, good old, I, or maybe it's the Russians. Huh? What do you think? Maybe the that's Russians. That's what I think. Have, that, we've that's gotten what on I their think. radar, and uh, and now they're now they're 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 trying to trying to they're they're what is it? they're canceling us, Johnny? That's right. Yeah. We're being canceled. Anyhow. About Can time, you, about time. What else is going on here in this lovely part of the world? Yeah. Um, How was your train again, ride? We're, we're waiting for that anniversary to come around, uh, anticipating that uh, there'll be a lot more attacks. I suspect that the press corps is going to grow exponentially in the coming week and a half, two weeks. Uh, so I might go, I might go as much as I loathe to hang out with the foreign press corps. I might go and knock on a few doors up at the Intercontinental Hotel and see if maybe somebody would like to sit down and over a cup of coffee and, and get a little bit more contextual information instead of just following the news of the day, which is kind of my... Well, somebody's asking about autonomous Russian tanks. 
Oh yes, I've seen that. Uh, uh, they uh, they made a big thing about uh, unmanned. What do they call uh, unmanned uh, armored vehicles? Unmanned. Anyhow, the, yes, they they the Russians are field testing a a system mm-hmm. which is basically like a mini tank. It would it's not you know the size of a proper tank because you don't have any personnel in it. But yeah, it's a, a guy with a controller and uh, a auto cannon. It's not a it's not a um, it's not a big tank. Uh, you know, like a hundred and twenty millimeter cannon. It's one of these like thirty millimeter uh, auto cannon, like you would see in a Bradley fighting vehicle uh, or on an Apache helicopter, something like that. Uh, and they're going to field test it here. Uh, I will will see if it works. Uh, there can't be too many of them uh, because, uh, like the Armada, their modern uh, battle tank, they kind of like to roll this stuff out so that it looks like they're impressive, but at the end of the day, they've only got maybe a dozen of the things, uh, and and they also are filled with bugs and quirks, and, like, there's the story of the Armada tank breaking down on Red Square during May Day, uh, Victory Day um, parades. We'll see. This this it's a, it's a funky little thing. They crow about it and say it's fantastic and it's going to be a game changer, but I don't believe that there are too many of them and they're not replaceable because, again, uh, Russia has been cut off from uh, getting modern chips and uh, computing capabilities. And I would bet you that that thing is hmm. you know, filled with higher end technologies that they don't have access to with with the Chi- Taiwan, you know, the Taiwan chip production being down. They're not getting anything from Korea. Uh, we're not going to send them any chips. So I've got another one in in being able to replace stuff. So Uh, I wouldn't put too much stock in those unarmed things. They're interesting. Um, It is the future ultimately, but uh, I'll be stunned if it makes any kind of real significant difference on the battlefield in Ukraine. All right. So what's the other one, Johnny? Can you hear me? Okay. Hmm. I can. What do Ukrainians think of the Moldova situation? The Moldova situation hmm. being the the possibility that Moldova might be where Russia goes next. Is that I'm, I'm guessing that's what the reference is. Um, I mean, you know, Moldova and uh, and Transnistria. I mean, there's there is a there is a Russian armored. Uh, there's not, not armored, but there's a Russian army base in Moldova, uh, breakaway republic called Transnistria. Um there's been a lot of concern about it in the early days of the war, more so than now, because the thinking was that maybe they could break out from Transnistria and head towards uh, linking up with a battle group that might come uh, in a westerly uh, direction and either, you know, circumvent or Odessa or, you know, capture Odessa and then they would link up and you would cut off all of Ukraine from, from their access to the sea. It's not really a threat right now because they're never going to take Odessa. That was Odessa, a thought they had at the beginning of the. It, in order to take Odessa, it would be yeah. a major, uh, a major battle. The places I've been there several times, and uh, the place is absolutely a uh, a, a fortress. Uh, so 
if that's what they're referring to, and I'm just going to take a quick look. Oh, are they, maybe they're referring to the missile launch that happened yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah that's, which that was violated, the up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, the violation of uh, Moldovan airspace. Uh, the Ukrainians uh, are making of that that it's a clear, you know, this is a violation and more and, and using it as a way to garner more support. Uh, from the international community and, and indicating that, you know, clearly Russia has no compunction against, because uh, there's all this talk about we're escalating. This side of the equation is escalating, escalating, escalating. Well, that violating Moldovan airspace is a, is a, is, uh, is also an escalation. And the Ukrainians are trying to make that point. I, I my sense of it is that on, uh, for the Moldovans, uh, they may be upset about it, but they're no—they're in no real position to do anything about it. Uh, so, I don't know. As yesterday's uh, missile attacks that went into their airspace is going to be a game changer. I don't. Again, I don't. I don't. Can you guys hear me? By the way, I mean NATO's already. We can. I don't think Phil doing can. everything. Oh, I see. Phil can't. Phil can't what? hear me for some I reason. That's... Hear, no, I can't hear Al, and I can't hear Chicago. Oh, that's weird. So you can only hear Johnny. So we'll just relay it. That's Johnny, fascinating. That's about it. Um, that's, that's very curious. I, I feel like I, I have air. to. Uh, yes. Lovely dead air. No, no, there's no dead air. <laughs> it's not. Uh, Hal is talking. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm Hal, speaking. Am I talking over Hal? Yes, but oh, it's okay. Sorry. It's. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk this up to just a, a, a complete attack by uh, the Russians and a Chinese spy balloon and the you know, Trump laptop has attacked us all. It's basically the thing that they shot down over Alaska was a balloon that was carrying Trump's laptop. Uh, they were done with it and they were returning it, and <laughs> on it was malware that destroys all audio and video. That's I'm gonna stick with that. Johnny Million uh, will relay this uh, in in his own way to uh, Philip Bittner because there is no practical reason why. <laughs> You can hear me, but he can't. Like it's there's <laughs> nothing. That right, makes well, Hal is convinced that the uh, the the weird car size thing that was shot down over Alaska was um, Chinese subterfuge of Trump's laptop that has now disabled all of our audio. Yeah, it's just messing with me. Yeah, that's that's the whole or purpose. Maybe they're talking uh, uh, the Moldovan the Moldovan government. Uh, res- yeah, it could be Moldova. Yeah. Right. No, is that? So, I'm so I do have one more question. When you just say, "Hey, what do you think about, or what do Ukrainians think about the Moldova situation?" I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot to unpack with Moldova. Right. So, uh, um, you know, the I don't know and, and Johnny, I, I also think they destroyed the was, uh, was the chat as well. To. So, um, yeah, they, all, they the also died too. Oh yeah, n- no, just in general. That's why we lost uh, everything's dying. It's all yes. coming apart. It's all followed like that. Well, I, I feel like we're making this a real impact. Alarm, and so Johnny? the attack is coming. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'll I'll I'll, I'll like uh, I'll, I'll signal when I'm talking like my finger will be in my nose. Yeah. So you'll know that I'm speaking <laughs> when his fingers in his nose like that. He's talking, Phil. That's how that's how you're going to know. Uh, I I'll can't just, see him. Oh, you okay, can't. So, oh, my God. So that's that's probably what it is. Hey, this is you know, I have to say I, see, I only see you. And somebody's web. This is like the early days of COVID Zoom calls. It is. It is. It's like you know, one of us is going to stand up with no pants on. I think we should all do it. Um, that's the. That's just the very nature of it. And yet, still, at the you know, and in the end, um, what we are all learning is that as bad as the computer problems I'm having today, nowhere near Trump's computer problems for the next week or two or three or five or what have you. Um, 
And in I guess in the the tail end of this, Johnny Million, if you can relay this uh, to okay. Philip, um, what you know. If there's any kind of word on the ground that he's seeing amongst the kind of mainstream press that he runs into that seems to inform their narrative and how they're talking about it, what what, you know, that their conversations are like. <laughs> One more time, Hal, I lost you. His, sorry, his conversations with like mainstream media people that he might run into over there that are, are short timers. What's his experience with oh, them lately? You. So with um, Hal is asking about your conversations with mainstream media people over there, the the short timers, what's what's their vibe like with what's going on? They're flooding the zone. They're absolutely they're sending a lot of people in. Uh, I know of several corporations, uh, you know, big news channels that are sending in normally who have you know one crew at best, which is a crew of three people. And they're sending in, you know, two or three. So uh, the the coverage in the next coming two weeks is going to be significant, and uh, lots of people are going to be here. Uh, I am hoping, as I say, to get on more uh, various, you know, uh, non-traditional or non-heritage uh, media outlets. So, mm-hmm. folks, you know, let's get the word out. Maybe, there you go. maybe we'll we'll get some more. We will make it happen. Tell them we'll make it happen uh, as we continue to do so. Um, And I guess I feel like we're playing. I feel like we're playing uh, telephone. You know, telephone. (laughs) The old that old that old (laughs) game you used to play as a kid. I'm the only one that can hear both of you. You you have to tell me what Hal says. Hal said, "I feel like we're playing telephone at the same second, (laughs) at the same time." (laughs) Yeah. So, um, great minds it, work alike. Yes, it is. Uh, it's, um, sorry, Chicago. Well, we'll, yeah, it's okay. This, like, this middle. is just the nature of it for the uh, couple of days, and we'll be, we'll be, don't worry, we'll be back firing on all cylinders at some point. Um, I want to thank Philip Bittner for joining us even through the fray, and, and Johnny for carrying it when I disappeared offline for a moment there because my entire system, I'll send you a picture, Johnny Million. My, it was yeah. a big blue screen, popped up and said, um, your, pro- your computer's had a problem. We're going to restart it for you. And then it just oh, started nice. to count down. You just froze. So Hal had a forced restart. They, yeah. The system, the system decided to fix it for him. Yeah, it just decided to shut okay. itself down. I'm hearing so that some was music somewhere. Yeah, so anyways, uh, thank Anyhow, you, Chicago, for your, your patience and love. Thanks, everybody, for they listening can. to me riff and kind of keep things from dead air. And hopefully <laughs> we'll get this all fixed up. I'll yep. drop me a line and we'll do this sometime. We'll do. Get we'll do. All right. Thanks so much. I'll Thanks, John Million. Thanks, Philip. I'm going to go uh, throw my uh, computer down a flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Okay, bye.